Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope all y'all are having a great morning. Um, episode 7 of All Bases Covered. Got kind of a sad story this morning. Jamar Hamlin in last night's game went into cardiac arrest. He was restored on the field. Um, he was sent to Cincinnati's hospital where he is being tested and going through treatment. People are saying that he's in critical condition from live news reports. My prayers go out to his family and him. Hope he gets better really quick. Hope all of y'all been praying for him. I know all the sports world has. I hope they continue to. I love the NFL's decision with postponing this game. Problem is, I don't see where they're going to fit it in. But... Great decision. Just seeing the Bills when they, you know, that picture of them huddled around praying, Stefan Diggs, all those pictures, even the Bengals, seeing people's faces, you know, seeing that this guy almost something bad really could have happened worse than this. But NFL made a great, they had a great, you know, they had to make this decision quick and they did. I like what they did. It would have been a bad decision to continue playing the, the that game. I don't see pe- people being able to play to their full capability after something like this had happened. So NFL, great job. Just the question is now where are they going to fit in this game? But that doesn't really matter right now. So just prayers out to Damar. Get better, man. I don't want to harp too much on this story. Because it is a sad one. But we're just going to move on. So y'all pray for him. Last night though in the NBA. Let's go to that. We got some interesting stories. The Nets when they're 12 straight. Looney Tunes. He hits a game winner. The Warriors win big. And then the major one. Donathan Mitchell scores 71 versus the Bulls. Don't see that a lot. You know, there's only 12 players, I think now, with Donathan Mitchell that has scored more than 71. Will Chamberlain in 1962, he scored 100. Everyone recalls that. Kobe Bryant, everyone recalls this one too. 2006, he scores 81. Wilt again, scored 78 versus the Lakers. David Thompson versus the Pistons, scored 73 in 1978. In 1962, Wilts again scored 73. Wilts again in 1962 scored 70, uh, 73. Wilts in 1962 again scored 72. David Robinson, 1994, scored 71 against the Clippers. Elgin Baylor against the Knicks in 1960, scored 71. You see Donovan Mitchells versus the Bulls, 71. Devin Booker versus the Celtics. 70 and Wilt versus the Syracuse Nationals in 1963 scored 70. So, big moment last night for Donathan Mitchell. Zion Williamson, he exits early versus the 76ers. Looney, we talked about that. He wins the game for the Warriors. LeBron, we're going to be watching him. He's chasing down Kareem for the all time. Scoring record, we'll see if he can get to that mark. And Luka 
Donich and Porzingis have been named the players of the week. So that's really all I have in the NBA. I want to go to college basketball now. I told y'all yesterday we were going to talk about the new top 25. And it is interesting because some things happened yesterday. First, Purdue goes down yesterday to Rutgers. I said this was going to ha- possibly happen, and it did. 65-64 Rutgers. Big win. They always find a way to take down some big team. They did it last year, I remember. But now, top 25, Purdue's at one. That will change with their loss last night to Rutgers. Um, Houston at the two. They move up one. Kansas at the three. They move up one. UConn only goes down two, which was kind of surprising to me. I knew they were still going to be a top 10 team, obviously. Didn't think top five, but they stay at the four spot. They go down two. Arizona at the five with a 13-1 record. Texas at the six. So Arizona and Texas, they stay the same. Alabama moves up one with an 11-2 record. Tennessee moves down one with an 11-2 record. Gonzaga, with their wins over the past few days, they go up to the nine spot. And UCLA goes up one to the ten. Miami, well, We'll look at Virginia first. They move up two to the 11 spot. But Miami, Isaiah Wong, other players on this team, very talented. And this team is my team to watch moving forward. They're 13-1. and one. They've been great in conference play. They play Georgia Tech next. They move up two. They're the 12th ranked team in the country. Arkansas, they move down four. 11-2 record for them. Wisconsin, they're 10-2. They move up one. Indiana, they move up one, 10 and 3. Duke, 11 and 3, just had a win against Florida State. They will be tested, though, I think, this Wednesday at North Carolina State. The pack. So, 13, at the 17, TCU moves up one. Xavier, they move up four after the win versus the number two ranked UConn Huskies. So, they'll be at the 18 spot. They move up four. Baylor. Go down seven after a loss. They're at the 19 spot now. New Mexico, they just go up one. Still undefeated, 14-0. They'll play at Fresno State next to Missouri, 12-1. Would I say that? Well, they're at the 20, if I didn't say that. They play Arkansas next at Arkansas. Auburn, the 22, they move down two. They're at Georgia next. Charleston, they move up three, 14-1. Now in the top 25, they play North Carolina A&T next. Ohio State, they move up six, 10 and three. Play Purdue next. Iowa State moves up nine. So some new teams in the top 25, and they'll play at Oklahoma next. Other teams receiving some votes. You see LSU, San Diego State, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Kansas State, Illinois, Marquette, Providence, Virginia Tech. Memphis, Michigan State, West Virginia, St. Mary's, Florida, Atlantic, and Creighton. Today in college basketball, we, we have some we have some games. We got Tennessee, they're at home versus Mississippi State, Wisconsin at home versus Minnesota. Kansas at nine goes to Texas Tech, where I can see potentially Texas Tech upsetting the Jayhawks. Alabama plays at home against Mississippi. A primetime ACC matchup. The Cavaliers 
Going to play the Pittsburgh Panthers at Pitt. I can see Virginia possibly losing this game. Pittsburgh just beat North Carolina. They're a very talented team. They're an old team. A lot of these teams have um, reclassed. I mean, these players, not teams. A lot of these players have reclassed. So that will be an interesting matchup. Texas plays at home against Kansas State at 9. And in the late, late game, 11 p.m., New Mexico, undefeated, travels to Fresno State, 11 p.m. Tonight. So that's really my thoughts or what I've seen college basketball-wise. The new top 25, very interesting. Purdue will definitely drop just a couple um, after that loss to Rutgers last night. So now we're going to talk some college football. We're going to bring in Robert again. We're going to talk about um, the targeting rule within college football, the 12-team playoff coming up. And we're also going to talk about these teams moving into different conferences. I want to get his thoughts on that. So let's call him. Let's give him a call. Hey Siri, call Robert. Calling Robert Mobile. What's up, Robert? How are you doing, Mr. Sean Cartwright? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. All right. So, I was talking a little college football. In 2024-2025 season, there's going to be a new 12-team playoff for college football. Do you like this for the sport, or do you not like it? I like it for the sport and the fans, and I think this is going to affect non-Power 5 football a lot. Yep. There's going to be a couple of those teams that sneak in, and it might help their program out, might help them make a move. And I feel like this might make college football bigger and expand more five stars and four stars to other programs than just having them sit in the SEC. Okay, so we you see a team like Tulane last night beat Caleb Williams and USC. Yep. When you were talking about you know smaller Power 5 schools, is that a good example of one of them right there? Yeah, Tulane can really make an impact at a 12-team college football playoff because who thought they were going to go into that game and beat USC? I agree. I agree, man. Um, So the targeting rule, I talked kind of about it yesterday. What is your thoughts? Do you think it's been inconsistent? Do you think there needs to be some changes to that rule? Just let me hear your thoughts on that. The Marvin Harrison rule was not – I wouldn't say it's a – I wouldn't say it's targeting – he didn't make contact to the helmet, but I agree with in that. general, I feel like they have been inconsistent. I watched a couple of Carolina games this year. I've seen it happen, and just all around college football, it has to be a very consistent call, and they need to take more time looking at it before they decide. Um, At the end of the Michigan-TCU game, do you think that last hit of that game should have been targeting? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. Not, not in the game with that impact, and I don't think it. I don't think he. I don't think he made enough contact for it to be a call. Okay. Um. When you look at teams like Texas, Oklahoma, and some other teams, we'll talk about later. 
Do you like college football allowing them to move into other conferences? Do you think it will allow for more primetime matchups that fans want to see? Or do you like teams just staying within their own conference, keeping it old school? What are your thoughts on that? I like it from my standpoint, but for like Texas and Oklahoma, I see them struggling in the SEC because that's that's the toughest conference in football. Yep, and it's going to be very it's going to be hard for them to get do do much there. And I see their their program is on the rise. How they played Bama this year in Texas, and just how how good they look with Quinn Ewers healthy. I just see them. They can make an impact, but Oklahoma, on the other hand. Their program just went downhill when Lincoln Riley left, and I don't know if they'll get back soon. All right. Lastly, um, a couple of days we'll have the national championship between Georgia and TCU. Max Duggan looked pretty good against Michigan. Stetson Bennett came back on Ohio State, and, you know, Ohio State's kicker just couldn't get it done. Do you think Georgia's – just to have too much firepower for TCU, or do you see TCU sticking with Georgia and maybe upsetting them in a game to I don't remember? Think the game needs to be played, man. This is Georgia's game to win, without a doubt. They might blow them out by thirty. Okay, wow. It's just, I think Ohio State caught Georgia off guard, and as you saw in the fourth quarter with Stetson Bennett and that Georgia offense can do it with Brock Bowers. It's just they're too hard to stop. And that defense, I feel like it's going to be too much for Max Duggan to deal with. And I, you might as well call it the dog championship, man. All right, so my last question, with you saying that, what is TCU then? They, if you're saying Georgia's going to completely blow them out, what does TCU need to do then to stay with Georgia? What, what is it's going to take a Superman performance for Max Duggan. Okay. And that defense is going to need to show up. How many touchdowns is Duggan going to have to throw? I'm going to say he's going to have to run five or six. Wow, okay. Well, thank you for your time, Robert. It was fun again. We're going to get you on here. I'm telling you, we're going to get you on here for a full episode. I appreciate your thoughts. That would be amazing. Yep, I appreciate your thoughts. I'll talk to you later. All right, love you, bud. All right, bye. So that was Robert Mitchell again. He has a great mind for everything, college basketball, college football. Not a big NHL guy or soccer guy, but he knows pretty much all the sports. He probably even has some wise words on golf, Tiger Woods and that. But let's move on. Let's look at the schedule today, NHL. We got some good matchups, and we're probably going to talk about this matchup tomorrow. The Canes tonight will travel to New York and play the Rangers. I think it's going to be a good game. Hurt, uh, the Rangers have a lot of firepower. The Hurricanes, though, Aho, Svechnikov, they've been consistent. I like, I really like their penalty penalty kill as of late. The Rangers, though, going to be a tough team to beat, especially at home in the Garden. We'll probably review that whole game, recap it tomorrow. But looking at other games, Coyotes visit Florida. Um, Blue Jackets go play the Senators. Blues travel to Toronto and play the Maple Leafs. All these games at 7 Eastern time. Sabres go to Washington, our capital, and play the Capitals at 7. 
Canadians visit the Nashville Predators at 8. Flames play the the Jets at 8. Lightning visit the Blackhawks at 8.30. Kraken visit the Oilers at 9. And our two late games, Islanders visit the Canucks at 10. And the Stars travel to L.A. and play the Kings at 10 Eastern time. That is our NHL schedule for today. The NBA. Look at their schedule right now. Celtics. Only three games today. Celtics at eight. Travel to OKC and play the Thunder. Wizards go to Milwaukee and play the Bucks at eight. And then the late game at nine. Kings travel to Utah and play the Jets. That is our NBA schedule for today. Lastly, we looked at the college basketball schedule, um, NFL. I wanted to look at that real quick. So last night's game was postponed. We know why, obviously. Very sad. Just, again, prayers for DeMar. But this week, we have some games on Saturday. Um, Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, Jaguars. A lot on the line. Um and we'll talk about this later in the week. I don't see right now a Thursday night game this week. So they might, I'm thinking the NFL might, if depending on DeMar's status, um, if he, when he gets better and all that, depending on his status, Bills Bengals might be moved to a Thursday night game. Um, I can see that happening. Um, I don't know for sure, though. So, yeah, I'll update y'all on the schedule for this week in the NFL. We'll talk about the games later in the week when we get closer. But right now, I want to go to the MLB. Not a lot um, going on in the MLB. You know, the season hasn't started yet. A lot of trades have happened. But I want to talk to my friend Cameron, see if he answers the phone. I didn't tell him or ask him that. Um, he'd be coming on the podcast today. But we're just going to see if he answers. When I'll talk to the Atlanta Braves, he's a big Braves fan. So let me call him. Hey, Siri, call Cameron. Calling Cameron. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice. Well, he's not going to pick up, and that's okay. I didn't let him know he was coming on here. But some big trades have been happening within the MLB. We're going to look at the MLB's power rankings. Right now, they have the Astros right now at number one. Mets at number two. They got Cameron's Braves at number three. Padres at the four. Yankees at the five. And then lastly, um, Phillies 6, Dodgers 7, 8, Mariners 9, Blue Jays 10, Rays the 11 spot, the Cardinals 12, the Cleveland Guardians 13, the Rangers 14, Brewers 15, Orioles 16, White Sox 17, Angels 
18, they got the Twins. 19, the Cubs. 20, the Giants. 21, the D-backs. 22, the Marlins. My Red Sox, not looking good. They got them at the 23 spot. Rockies at 24. Reds, 25. Royals at 26. Uh, 27, the Tigers. 28, Pirates. 29, Nationals. 30, the A's. So those are the power rankings right now. For the MLB, we look, we'll look at the top three real quick. The Astros, you know, repeating a World Series championship isn't easy, but they deserve, you know, being given this number one. Um, they have a pitching, they have a starting pitching staff that is deep. They got Justin Verlander, and he's, you know, we all know him as the strikeout king. So, although this AL West where the Astros are and have improved in some areas, the Mariners will be strong, the Rangers trying to improve, but the Astros, I think they're known to be favorites to win another division title in the AL West. The Mets, they're, this is kind of based off Carlos Correa and all this um, I like the Mets. They've made a lot of moves. They're gonna start they're gonna have a starting pitching rotation with a lot of arms, a lot of firepower. I like where the MOB put the Mets. And then the Braves at number three. Um They didn't need to make a ton of off season moves. They have a lot of stars. They traded for catcher Sean Murphy, um, Ozzy Albies and Rano Cunha, they're all we know them as the stars. It's gonna be a tough it's gonna be frustrating for the Braves. They play in the NL East. It's becoming one of the toughest divisions to play in baseball. If this Braves team can stay healthy though, they're gonna to be tough to beat. Um Astros are projected to go 106 and 56. Mets 101. Win 61 losses, and Braves projected that same record. So that's what I have for the MLB. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, tomorrow, pray for him. I know I've mentioned it a lot, but we want him to get better. Want the NFL to get back on track. This has devastated a lot of fans and players. But I hope you all have a great rest of your day. It's been beautiful the past few days. I'm ordering some t-shirts that will be coming in on the 17th. Some of y'all wanting to buy some texted me. They will be available. Just go to my Snapchat, add me at ShawneeBoyBot or text me at 252-723-2818 if you would like a t-shirt. And that's really all I have for today. Um, Go watch. Um, keep checking in on the Bills updates for DeMar. Um, some good college basketball games. Watch that Canes game tonight. If you're interested in hockey, that will be a good game. We'll see you all tomorrow. And this is Sean Cartwright signing off.